don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, no Hello and welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast. I'm your host, Micah Murphy. Thanks for listening in on this episode. So this week, one day I was reading my Bible and a passage just hit me pretty hard. Uh, And that's the cool thing about the Bible. You know, you can read the Bible over and over and over. And every time it has the potential to speak to you differently, depending on perhaps, you know, what you're going through at the time or just, you know, the context that you're reading it in. Well, this week I was reading in the book of Titus, and I thought it was pretty interesting how what Paul was writing about was so relevant to what's happening in our world today. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, a year, two years, three years from now, let me go back and share the context. We're in the middle still of this COVID-19 pandemic I say the middle. I don't really know where we are in this. I thought we were starting to slowly get out of the woods. You know, uh, the world seemed to be getting a little bit back to normal. And here this week, we've seen a spike in some of the cases. And now some governments or some city authorities and stuff are starting to shut down or make masks mandatory again. So I, I really don't know. It's still maybe the beginning stages. Lord, I hope not. I hope this is still the end. I hope we don't have a second wave, as some people are predicting. Only time will tell. Uh, But anyways, that is still what's going on current day. You add the whole uh, racism um, stuff that's been happening as well to to our society, and it just kind of makes for a little bit of crazy times what's happening right now. And um, it, it just seems to be a strange world that we're living in with uh, you know, who, who to believe, who to listen to. It seems like there's so much anger and hatred and, and rebellion and you, know, you can't trust and there's injustice. And, you know, it's just, it's just strange, right? It, it's just interesting times. So anyways, that is the context of kind of what's going on. Again, if you're not listening current day. So I was reading my Bible, and I was reading in the book of Titus. Well, when I was reading in the third chapter, I just really felt kind of convicted and just, um, you know, intrigued, I guess, about what Paul was writing about. So I'm going to read you the first few verses, and actually, I'm probably going to do a part two to this podcast, um, kind of on a different topic, but kind of following along with Paul as he's writing in Titus. Uh, Again, a little bit of history about the book of Titus, so... Paul, at this time, he's already converted over to to Christianity, okay? So he was a big enemy of of Jesus early on. He had his conversion, um, and now he's out just preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of Jesus to anybody and everybody. He's going on little missionary trips, basically to any place that he can go to, to, to tell other people about Jesus, and he's kind of building little churches, which, you know, gatherings of, of Christian believers— well, he has this young fellow named Titus, and Titus is believed to be one of his converts. Um, so, so he's kind of instructing Titus. He's teaching him, and he's telling Titus as he's in Crete, that little island of Crete there, to, to encourage other believers, and not only to, to kind of continue to spread the news of Jesus, but then those Christians that were in Crete, he's trying to help them. He's trying to build them up and to teach them. So that's kind of where... 
we are in this book of Titus. Well, as we get into the third chapter, I'm going to read you the first four to five verses. Um, and I'm going to be reading from the message version. And this is, this is how it goes. Remind the people to respect the government and be law-abiding. Always ready to lend a helping hand. No insults, no fights. God's people should be big-hearted and courteous. You know, it wasn't long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, dupes of sin, ordered every which way by our glands, going around with a chip on our shoulder, hated and hating back. But when God, our kind and loving Savior, stepped in, He saved us from all of that. Now, Again, I just can't help but think about all the, the craziness that we're experiencing and how this passage, you know, here's Paul telling other believers, well, he's having Titus tell them that, hey, you need to respect governments. You need to respect your authority. You need to be law-abiding. You need to be obedient to them. You need to be submissive to them. You need to be a helping hand. You need to be peaceful. You know, no insults, no fight. You need to be big-hearted and courteous, considerate of others, kind and generous. Like, wow, that's kind of convicting, you know, because you think about everything that's happening right now, and there's all this mistrust. There's a bunch of political turmoil going on, and obviously with the riots and, and the injustice and stuff that's happening, there's just a lot of angry people. And, and kind of rightfully so. But what is the context here? This is not some Christian government that Paul is telling Titus to go tell the Christians to be submissive under. It's not like these are a bunch of Christians that are running Crete. They are pagan more than likely. They are uh, probably not doing all the right things as a Christian would. But he's still instructing them to be submissive, to be obedient, to be peaceful. Now, I will say that obviously, obviously, this isn't just some blind faithfulness to, uh, to government, right? Like it's, there is a line that is drawn, and we see that multiple times throughout the Bible where followers of Christ or, or you know, and even in the Old Testament where at some point a line was drawn, and you don't always follow blindly into rebellious governments or governments that are that are blatantly disobeying God's word. You, know, you can look at you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament, and how they refused to bow down uh, to to the pagan statue and worship. Um, you know, you can look at various examples of where at some point they say, "Okay, well, I'm not going to do that," right? So yes, if the government all of a sudden mandated us to bow down and worship a pagan, a false god, then yes, okay, we draw the line and we say, okay, we're not going to be submissive to that. We're not going to be obedient to that. But as long as it is not contrary to God's you know, rules, his morals, his standards, then we are called to be obedient. It is said that 
the governing bodies are from God. Now, they're not always obeying God, right? But God is using those authorities for his, for his purpose. Now, again, we, we have plenty of examples of them not following God, but God wants us to be obedient to authority. Now, look, I'll be the first to say this is a whole lot easier said than done, and I have not followed this all my life. Uh, there's plenty of times when authority, and again, this could be authority where it's maybe just a boss or someone that's just higher up than you. Um, you know, maybe uh, you have conflicting interest, or maybe you have big disagreements, or you feel there's an injustice. And also, I'm not saying that you shouldn't stand up for the injustice. I'm not saying that you shouldn't peacefully protest the injustices or the, the things that you see wrong. And that's not what the Bible's saying here. That's not what God's truth is saying. It's just saying go about it in a peaceful manner and be obedient. But you can still have conversations. You can still, uh, you know, speak your opinions. Just, it says, don't do it with insults. Don't do it with fights. You know, go about it in the right manner. It says even, uh, even trying to lend a helping hand. Like, how can you help? How can you be an asset? How can you be helpful to the situation? Being big-hearted. Again, that means being selfless, right? Like you're looking out for other people, not just your own interest. And all this is contrary to, to what our natural instinct is, what our natural selfish flesh wants to do. We're going to follow along with these next couple of passages, and you're going to see what I mean. Paul goes on to say this, It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, uh, and ordered every which way, right, with a chip on our shoulder, hated and hating back. We were full of sin. Guys, that, that's what the passage was saying, that we were stupid. We were stubborn, right? So it's saying, guess what? Sometimes we're going to have people in authority that are stupid, <laughs> that are stubborn, that are full of sin, that may have a chip on their shoulder, that are hated and full of hatred. And that's just part of who we are as humans. You know, we, we battle that stuff. That's, that's part of our flesh. And it is. It's, it's tough to resist those things when you feel those ways. You know, it's easy to feel all those, all those different emotions because of what the world does, what other people do to you, when you feel injustice, when you feel that you've been done wrong. You know, it's easy to get mad. It's easy to get a chip on your shoulder. It's easy to want to fight back. But God is saying, hey, remember, you were all like that one way too, right? Remember back before you yourselves became a follower of Christ. You were just like all these other people. Whether you want to admit it or not, your heart was full of selfishness and pride and and, you know, you were wanting to, to look out for yourself, and you probably didn't care as much about other people. Uh, certainly didn't probably care about God if you weren't a follower of, of Christ. And so he's saying, look, now your life is different. It was God who came and saved you, saved you from yourself, saved you from sin, not because you were a good person, not because of some great works that you did. 
He makes it clear. He didn't save you because of that. He saved you because of his grace. He extended grace, which means we do not deserve it. He gave us grace and saved us because he loved us. And again, we are supposed to extend that love to other people. Not because they earn it. Not because they deserve it. Right? There's, there's plenty of authority that don't deserve our, our obedience, really. That don't deserve our peacefulness. But God says, remember, you didn't deserve that stuff either. And now we are trying to be a light. We're trying to be a witness. You know, and that's what he's trying to stress to them. You know, be peaceful. Be considerate. Do, do the right thing. Do good. And that's really what, what a part two is going to be more about. Because um, he's going to continue on, on with this and he's going to build on this. Um, but he's, he's saying, look, guys, take the high road. And that is so difficult to do. But you know what? It's also very rare. You don't see many people taking the high road. You don't see many people that just suck it up and say, I'm not going to be selfish in this moment. I am going to truly try to put others ahead of me. I'm going to truly try to be peaceful, even though I don't want to be peaceful. I want revenge. I want justice. I'm going to try to submit to their authority. I'm going to trust God that God is ultimately in control of this whole situation. And I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to try to be peaceful about it. Think about your testimony. Is your testimony stronger when you rebel and you fight against, you know, the injustices or the authorities that you feel have done you wrong? Or is your testimony stronger when you say, you know what, I'm going I'm to go about this peacefully? Because, again, not many people do it that way. So when it's rare, people are going to be more aware. They're going to realize, what's going on with that person? Why are they going about it peacefully when they have all the right in the world to be angry and to be mad and try to get revenge and try to get justice themselves? Well, it's because God says, take the high road. You know, make, make Christianity attractive. All right, young guys and girls, think about this for a minute. You have this... Uh, this young lady, fellas, you have this young lady that, that you're attracted to, that you like, and all of a sudden you see her burst out with this anger and this hatred and just all of a sudden she's no longer peaceful with anybody around her and just wanting to quarrel and cause trouble. Same thing, young ladies, you have this, this young man that you are super attracted to and that you really like, and the next moment he is just this really angry individual, just full of hate, um, just causing issues with all these people around him. You take that same person. Now, what if that same exact person, you know, nothing's changed, still the good-looking person, okay? But what if that person is really nice, really considerate, selfless, peaceful, trying to make peace with people. Now, I'm not saying weak. I'm not saying coward. Okay, don't, don't mix those up. I think sometimes people think of humility and peacefulness and, you know, avoiding conflict, you know, physical conflict as weak or as, 
you know, a sign of, of, of weakness, and that's not the case. We can look at Jesus. Jesus was not a weak individual. He had all the power in the world, but yet he was humble. He was selfless. Uh, he was peace. He was peaceful. Um, so think about that. Which one is more attractive? Nine times out of ten, <laughs> you're going to say, it's obviously this one is the more peaceful. It's the one that's kind. It's the one that's courteous. It's the one that, uh, you know, is trying to get along with everybody and, and trying to do the right thing and trying to be good. I'm saying nine times out of ten because I know there's some weirdos out there that uh, for whatever reason they may like the, the angry, hateful, abusive individual. Look, we live in a messed up world, all right? I know we got some messed up people out there, so I'm not going to say ten for ten. So nine out of ten, though, okay? Nine out of ten, you're going to say the more attractive person is the one that is more peaceful, more, cur- more courteous, and kind, and generous, and selfless. So if that's the individual that you think is more, uh, more attractive, don't you think that makes Christianity more attractive than whatever else the world is offering? When, when you blow that up into the world of, of authority, whether it be, again, your boss, it can even be your parents. Look, the Bible's clear about even parents or caretakers that are in authority over you. We are to be submissive to them. Again, I'm going to do the little asterisk, okay, unless they're trying to get you to do something that is illegal or, you know, immoral, you know, which that, that, is, that is slim, okay? There, there's a few cases I know that happens, but the majority of the time, even parents, they're out for your good. They're trying to help you be a better individual, at least what they think will make you a better individual. Even parents are not perfect, but for the most part, they are trying to, to help you be better uh, individuals, so, unless their authority is in, in complete contradiction to the Bible, we're supposed to submit to them. So, this is really authority of everybody. Now, specifically in Titus, he's talking about government, okay, uh, government authority, and that's who we are to, to be submissive to. And again, I, I just, man, when I read that and with all that's going on, I was just like, whew, man. This, this hits home, right? This is exactly the stuff that we're experiencing right now. And it really goes back to a podcast that I talked about um, you know, a couple episodes ago about how I think the solution to a lot of what we're experiencing in this world is love, more love. We need more love and less hate in our world. Well, that's, that's the same theme here. It's, it's along the line of being obedient and being more loving, Again, not being a, a doormat to be walked all over and taken advantage of, and you just have this blind allegiance to, to the government. That, that's not what I'm saying, okay? So make sure you hear that. But I am saying that God wants us to be at a higher standard, you know, to take the high road. Um, it just, it's more attractive. Uh, I think we have a better opportunity of possibly converting others to Christianity if they see more of our loving, kindness, gentle nature versus us wanting to fight and rebel and, and be angry about, about what we're seeing and experiencing. So guys, I hope, uh, hope this was beneficial to you. I know, again, this is one of those topics that's so much easier to say than to actually do. I, I know, I get it. But we are called 
to live a higher standard. We are called as Christians to love others, right? To, to be selfless, to try and do the right thing. Even when everything around us is screaming, don't do the right thing. You, you have the right to, you know, go out and get revenge or, or whatever the case may be or, um, you know, rebel against the authority above you. That, that's not what God wants. He, and again, look, God is the creator. He created us. He knows this world. He knows our future. He knows what's best. And if he's saying this is what's best for us, then we have to trust that. We have to trust that one day his justice is coming. We don't have to take matters in our own hands. We need to trust that God is in control. He knows what's best. And if he's telling us that this is what's best, we need to believe that, trust that, and follow that. Follow the lead of Jesus, right? Whenever you're in doubt, you know, it kind of goes back to that old saying, you know, what would Jesus do? Well, there's, there's a lot of truth to that, you know? If we're trying to be like Jesus and we try to imagine, what would Jesus do? Now, again, I know he was, he was perfect, okay? So we're not always going to be perfect. But we do need to try to follow his lead to be more like him. This world would be a better place if we all were striving to be like that. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Again, if you're getting value from this podcast or from other episodes of the podcast, please share them. Please tell others. You know, we want this podcast to grow. Um, Look, there's so much half-truth and lies and distortion and hate that's being out there, being preached and pushed out there. Let's promote something that's good. Let's promote something that is positive, that is love, that is biblical truth. Let's get that out, all right? So, so please share this. And if you have not already, please give us a rating um, on iTunes. Yeah, I know you can, can do it on iTunes. I think that's the only source right now that will let you actually leave a review. So if you would, you know, leave it a review, write a little quick something. It doesn't take long. I, I greatly appreciate that. And that will help this podcast to grow and help others to find it. Guys, as always, man, I'm here for you. Uh, reach out to me through email. Uh, my email is in the show notes. Just title it Truth For Youth Podcast. Shoot me an email. Um, I'll be sure to get back to you on that. Guys, love you, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Until then, guys, I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a blessed week, and uh, stay focused on Jesus. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we are.